Whoa, honey. Pause? They stole his lungs? And he, like, survived? <laughs> Welcome to The Spinal Frontier, a podcast where we speculate as to why Star Trek aliens are the way they are. I'm Kelly, she, her. And I'm Aaron. they, them. And we're back for season two. Yay. We did it. Welcome back, everyone. New apartments, new setup, new jobs, new us. Yes. Newlyweds. Yes. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we're done getting married. It's great. So today we thought we'd kind of come back with a bang and talk about communicable diseases. Not like anybody knows anything about that lately. <laughs> you know, just a lighthearted subject with no stakes. And like no emotional attachment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But really, we've been catching up on a lot of Trek this summer. At the time of recording, we've got some Lower Decks going. Yeah. We, Oh, yeah. We're... Actually, we're drinking out of our USS Cerritos glasses right now. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, but we just wanted to talk about some of just a few because we realized Star Trek has a lot of diseases, a lot of medical stuff on this show. Oh, yeah. There's there's so many episodes that are just like disease of the week and the doctor of the show whether it be the doctor or when they need to have a doctor episode or yeah like they just they really have their moment to shine yeah so this is something that we're going to talk about now (laughs) so my dear would you like to talk about or introduce the first disease that we're going to talk about today so like when i hear about diseases in star trek my mind immediately goes to the phage from voyager the phage it affects a species called the vidians who Mm -hmm. are kind of a big overarching villain in i want to say season two of voyager like seasons two and three and their whole deal is that they steal organs from people unsuspecting humanoids yeah and graft them onto themselves and the reason for that is that they're suffering from an, an an illness that attacks their organs so that would be a bacteriophage that's what the phage is short for so it's a it's a type of virus that reproduces in bacterial cells and so it'll jump on the bacteria, inject uh, DNA or RNA, depending on the virus, Mm -hmm. and it'll incubate the virus's genetic material, kill the host bacteria, and then proliferate the bacterial infection throughout the body of the host. Um, In this, in in the case of the Vidians, and so in in Voyager, I guess it's disrupting the patient's genetic code. So it's... Yeah, Yeah, I think that's something the doctor mentions, but I think... I think maybe the more devastating, well, I mean, that's pretty devastating, but like the more, like the the particular flavor of this disease is that it looks like it's maybe not going after bacteria, but the cells mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a body, and it kind of eats away at those cells that make up the organs in the body. So maybe they got an initial bacterial infection, mm-hmm. and then they... It's the bacteria is passing on the yeah the that viral. would make sense. Mm-hmm. Disease is complicated. I'm, it's mm-hmm. not my specialty, but I I will do my best. 
<laughs> so yeah, we, we, as a result, we end up with Vidians that are really, truly these very unique mosaics of humanoids that mm-hmm. they have just mowed down over yeah. the years. Cause they don't kill anybody. They just like take chunks out of people. And that's... Yeah. They just kind of leave them in a position where they can die easy. Yeah. It's a really, it's really disturbing to think about. And yeah. they, cause they, they don't want to do this and they don't want to be killers. Mm-hmm. But that's but they are kind of bad guys because they're hurting people. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a big plot point because clearly that's something that is it benefits everybody if we cure that disease. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as they're stealing healthy organs, they what happens to the phage? What? How do they do? They resolve it, or I don't think it ever gets resolved. I think Voyagers just moves out of Vidian space. Oh. Um, I think one of the last episodes I can remember with Vidians in it, there's a, a Vidian doctor that Voyager's doctor falls in love with. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. she's like, so not all Vidians, hashtag not, not all, all Vidians, Vidians, resort to organ stealing. There's a lot of Vidians, uh, especially their doctors, working very hard to try and find a cure. And one of these doctors, I want to say her name is Dinara Pell. That and, sounds like a Star Trek name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a very sweet story about a uh, about a, a pair of doctors that fall in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the, I think the problem with that is that, or with the, I think that the problem with the Vidian doctors trying to find a solution is that they're dying before they can come up with anything. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what. Especially if they don't want to resort to stealing people's organs. Right. Yeah, because in Vidian society, like I'm under the impression that. Most adult Vidians are infected with the phage, so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of healthy donors around. Right. And the closest thing we could think of when we were thinking about uh, the phage and, and losing body parts and trying to replace things, uh, mm. something that you might think of in the audience as well is maybe leprosy, mm. or it's also called Hansen's disease. It's a bacterial infection that attacks the skin and peripheral nerves. So that means kind of your hands and feet, your respiratory system as well, upper respiratory system. So you get a develop a cough, and it can also attack your eyes as well. Um, so if you've seen horrific, you know, just stereotypical cartoons of a leper colony or whatever, there's people that are that have bandages over their eyes and bandages over their hands. I don't think I've ever seen any cartoons, but I think of the movie Kingdom of Heaven, where the king has it. I can't remember if this is a good movie or not. It's been a long (laughs) time since I've seen it. Yeah, I I don't know. But anyway, so it's a really slow developing bacterial infection. Mm -hmm. So it's something that is curable. It's just that it was so not curable in the age before, you know, antibacterial medication. Oh yeah, no, it features very heavily in um, a small book that maybe you haven't heard of, <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> Casually, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's called Hansen's disease actually, because uh, it's such an old disease. Sure, but they tend to name it after the person who really describes it medically. Oh, okay. So I'm sure it was leprosy until, well, and I mean, it still persists as leprosy, right? Mm-hmm. We all know what that is, Yeah. but what, what a leprosy colony is but anyway so currently it can be called Hansen's disease and I think I didn't do any research into this but I Hansen probably had something to do with what the cure ends up being like the band Mm, not (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, so, but except the, the thing about lepers, it was the difference here is that there's no, it's not like lepers are stealing people's organs oh, no, to no, fix no, no, their own. No. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a real disease and yeah. people that suffer from it are not stealing organs. No. And, no. and, but it, it's curable now generally. So I didn't it, know that. Yes. Because okay. it's because it's a bacterial infection, and is we, it a bacteriophage have... or is it just a regular? Uh, it's a bacterial okay. infection. I was trying to think of something that might be similar to the phage for mm-hmm. us, and that's well, because a bacteriophage is a real type of disease, right? Right. right. I can't think of any high-profile ones off the top of my head. Um, I was just trying to think of something that has similar pathology oh, to, yeah. 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 No, I I gotcha. Yeah. So if we want to talk about a different type of viral mm-hmm. infection, if we want to talk about a different viral infection, there's, in our notes here, we have the morphogenic virus. Can you talk about oh. that? So the morphogenic virus is a, it's a disease that affected the changelings in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you haven't seen Deep Space Nine or don't know who the changelings are, they are a group of shapeshifters that, it's or, Odo. It's yeah, Odo's. it's Odo. It's it's Constable Odo. But his his people are the upper echelons of leadership in an organization called the Dominion, which the Federation fights a big war with. That's that's the whole show. That's the whole thing. That's like the whole second half of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that leads to the war ending is that the changelings suffer from this morphogenic virus. But it's an engineered disease. It is. It's a bioweapon that was introduced by a really shady arm of Starfleet called Section 31. It's their CIA. It's, yeah, but like if the CIA was like even like actually like a very secret organization and most people didn't know it existed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, actually, Section 31 started that way, but then the new shows kind of like. We all know it's actually... It, yeah, made it more of an official part of Starfleet in yeah. a way that is confusing, but... Um, well, I mean, it's farther along in the... Or no, it's mm-hmm. not. It's farther behind in the, in yeah. the canon. Maybe they yeah. made themselves disappear. I think they did at the end of... Spoiler alert. At the end of Discovery Season 2, Section 31 kind of goes underground because of the whole um, Leland incident. Yeah. 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 Have to regroup, yeah. I guess. But to get back to this virus, so Section 31 engineers this virus and infects Odo with it, with mm-hmm. the intention that Odo will go back and link with his other changelings, which is when they kind of hold hands hold, and hold, melt hold, into each other. Yeah, hold hands and melt into each other. <laughs> For lack of better terms. And that's how the disease is spread. Yeah. I don't think there's a real world analog to this because there is no such thing as changelings. Sure, mm-hmm. but when I hear morphogenic virus, a morphogen is something that we think about a lot in development. Ooh, tell me about it. So morphogens are responsible for providing spatial information within cells. So when we are developing at the very beginning, all our cells are dividing, we kind of are a ball of cells, and then at a certain point, morphogens start distributing themselves through the cells to start making a gradient that says when the cell divides, this half is going to have more of this morphogen and this half is going to have more of that morphogen kind of in a, in a, in a, in a gradient from one end to the other. And that makes it so that we have ends and sides. So oh. there's the, the dorsal end, so the head end and the tail end, the, the back end. And as cells divide, they, they get more or less of these morphogens and start to differentiate between the different cells that line up to become your head, your spine, your skin, your whatever. 
and the reason why we develop into these highly differentiated organisms as humanoids mm -hmm. is because of a morphogen. So I'm thinking what this morphogenic virus is. I know that we don't really know what Deep Space Nine says the, the morphogen morphogenic virus like mechanism is. No, I think you might be onto something. I think I am. <laughs> so it, it, it disrupts the changeling's ability to keep their shape. Yes, and yeah. so um, morphogens determine what cell is what and oh so gosh. if if it can makes all of the changelings cells confused and they just kind of stay a puddle of goop mm -hmm. or they mismatch and misproduce the shapes that they intend to then that certainly would disable them quite a bit so i think i think what the morphogenic virus is is it's infecting the changeling cells mm -hmm. so that they can't distribute and it's not quite what a morphogen is uh, as far as humanoid development is, because the morphogens stay in the cells yeah. and are involved with cell division. And changelings are already kind of like a ball of goop that mm -hmm. shapes changes shape. Yeah. But I think that's the kind of connection there. Okay. That, that's what they're talking about. And it makes sense, too, because the disease progresses faster the more the changeling is in question is changing shape. Yeah, so, yeah. so the more it's asking to be differentiated, the, right. the worse it gets. I'm very pleasantly surprised <laughs> with, um, like, it's not like like a one-one real mapping, but sure. somebody on the writing team was, like, paying at least a little bit of attention right. in a time when you couldn't just Google it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I thought they chose the name just because, like, morph shape changers. Sure, yeah. and that's possibly it. And they're <laughs> like... Oh, that's a really cool sounding mm -hmm. term for a virus for shapeshifters. But also, I can see the mechanism that that could actually that's really cool. be working on. Okay. Or sort of, you know, nice. hand-wavy. Um, before we move on, let's mm -hmm. take a quick ad break, yeah? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Leadership. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starfleet Leadership Academy. It's ongoing mission to develop leaders through Star Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. A Star Trek podcast told through the lens of leadership development. Subscribe today. The Starfleet Leadership Academy. All right. We're just going to devote the second half of this episode to Julian Bashir. <laughs> Such a concerned doctor concerned with all of these really interesting communicable diseases let's should we start with the the blight the teflon blight yeah the and i think that this i think that this um segues off of the morphogenic virus quite nicely because this is also an engineered disease mm. um on the other side of the aisle the dominion engineered this virus to release on a planet called baranus 3 not to be confused with actor Rick Moranis. Oh, that's good. That's what I was thinking of, too. Uh. So the Dominion engineered this virus to release on this planet because mm -hmm. the people there were engaging in political resistance. Sure. It's characterized by, like, the people suffering from it had these dark, like, spider-like lesions on their skin, mm -hmm. which during the end of the disease cycle, when they were basically on their way to dying the lesions would turn like bright red well mm -hmm. it accelerates when exposed to electromagnetic fields so all of the stuff that Bashir was trying to do with his um, Starfleet technology to cure oh, it was, making it, was making it worse that's right but he eventually develops a vaccine that can 
eliminate the disease, prevent people from getting it. Right. There's a baby that's born that's like healthy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because like the way this had been is that like like people were passing it on to their kids, mm-hmm. so babies would be born already infected. And Bashir was trying to treat this woman who was pregnant, and she ends up having her baby, and the baby is free of the disease. Mm-hmm. So he uses that to develop a vaccine, but the people already suffering from it can't really be cured. Feels like a bit of an allegory for mm-hmm. HIV, because look, skin lesions and stuff. Oh, yeah. But the thing that struck me about this topic or this particular disease is the electromagnetic radiation. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of debate, there's a lot of concern with health issues surrounding being exposed to electromagnetic radiation. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the thing that I latched onto. And I found a review paper that was talking about health issues when exposed to communication radio frequency radiation, so our cell phones. Oh, so like the, you mean the EM radiation that's just inundating everywhere all the that time That we now. keep in our pockets and yeah. in our... D- tucked in our bras etc you know like <laughs> in our hands all the time particularly close to bits that we don't want to get cancer sure yeah. i mean i'm really glad like none people don't seem to be getting like hand cancer so i don't think it's when i was a kid i remember like the fear was brain cancer because yeah. you're holding it up to your head sure but nobody thought of your hand right the hand that holds the phone and then takes the phone away from you're 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 much more exposed on your hand versus your brain Sure, I, I suppose. I've never heard of hand cancer, but I have heard of skin cancer. Sure, but that would be on the palm of your hand, yeah, mm-hmm. not on the yeah. back. Yeah, so there is some some evidence that excessive exposure to radio frequency radiation, so it's usually people that are exposed to power lines more than normal. Oh, yeah. Um, and radio frequencies more than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, they have increased risk of cancer, male infertility, and neurobehavioral abnormalities. But, but that's a, it's really excessive. It's not like what we, mm-hmm. what one might experience passively on average, but there's a lot of debate about like the thresholds of that and what yeah. we, what we, <laughs> what we expose ourselves to daily and what, what's a safe limit. So um, property values beneath telephone lines like the big ones mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've been driving on the freeway I've seen those really big honking ones oh my grandma the, lived under yeah. power lines so it yeah was very the, loud. those properties are generally cheaper like that yeah. land is cheaper because of this reason mm-hmm. and as a result a lot of um, public institutions like schools are built under power lines mine was oh yeah, yeah. I don't think mine was but but yeah I, I definitely remember growing up around power lines and mm-hmm because the, the noise, just like that constant hum, is very uncomfortable because you're like... Right, it is. That is mm-hmm. Oh, no. It doesn't seem right. It seems a little dangerous. <laughs> uh, we're not saying that not to use your cell phone or anything. It's, oh, no. It, it's, just, it, it's just an area of research that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, again, I was interested in looking up and seeing if there are any human diseases that are made worse by electromagnetic radiation Mm -hmm. not necessarily there isn't great proof and there isn't a particular example of it it's just that some people are concerned with general health risks yeah no i think it's definitely a a field worthy of um, scientific inquiry but the jury's still out and it's kind of been out my entire life yeah and like i i haven't found anything that really strongly links current illnesses like the, the changes in frequencies of the current current illnesses associated with that kind of radiation 
compared with 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Is it harder to find a control group due to how ubiquitous this it's stuff is? It's usually a before-after thing or like a temporal thing. So okay. like we kind of understand what certain prevalences of certain diseases were 50 years ago, mm-hmm. hospital records and such, mm-hmm. versus now. And you can kind of make a comparison in the same area, geographical location, demographic group, okay. and, and see... Yeah see if you can isolate but it, it's really hard to tell right there's a lot of other environmental things that don't just involve cell phones but mm-hmm. or you know the other power lines, power lines etc yeah uh, radio signals or computers yeah <laughs> anyway that 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 was my thought on that it's just interesting to think about uh we don't have any direct analog to that but uh interesting yeah uh so let's talk about Bashir's other big endeavor his into big passion. his big passion. <laughs> um, yeah, Bashir talks a lot, and I didn't realize how much he talked about this until I was doing research for this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine at the moment again. Again, um, it's my comfort series. <laughs> how? I know. <laughs> TNG is your comfort series. Yes, like I like them both, but the uh, Deep Space Nine is like very relevant still. True. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it turns out that Dr. Bashir talks about prion diseases a lot. A lot. And part of this, I think, we were talking about earlier is because in the news at the time was an outbreak of a prion disease in the UK. Yeah. And And it was kind of a big topic. Yeah, and I mean, Bashir has an English accent, so... Yeah, he's he's clearly got some education in the area. Yeah? Yeah, um... So that would be uh, what we're hinting at is mad cow disease, which is yeah. also known as bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did say that right on the first try. You're <laughs> Very welcome. nice. But does that now does that manifest in humans as mad cow, or does it manifest as like variant Creutzfeldt Jacob? Uh, Creutzfeldt Jacob is is a separate example. It's, a separate, it's not actually okay. related to to bovine spongiform. Um, okay. So. What we're talking about are two different diseases that cause is a type of protein that causes the brain proteins to form and like fold abnormally. That's a, the prion it, to form abnormally, so it, it causes neurological problems because mm-hmm. the proteins aren't functioning properly. Proteins in your whole body are basically like tiny biological machines, and so if they're built wrong, they're like if they if they don't if the parts aren't all in the right place, then they don't work correctly. Mm-hmm. Basically. So, yeah. so when we're concerned about protein folding and abnormalities in protein folding, sometimes it's a beneficial fold and that can genetically p- get passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, that's how we got hemoglobin, right? Like we have these hunks of protein that work together to grab onto oxygen better than just our blood plasma. And then there's stuff like bovine spongiform and Creutzfeldt-Jacob that is prion proteins in the brain that misfold and Mm -hmm. cause the brain to work abnormally and ultimately fatal. Yeah, so Bashir gets really interested in prion diseases. Mm -hmm. and But it's not just in Deep Space Nine. We've also got... Yeah, in um, season three of Discovery, there is a group of alien refugees called the Keeley, and they are suffering from a prion disease. Is it prion or prion? I'd say prion. Prion, from a prion disease. And I don't know, it just struck me in a way that I hadn't noticed the the prion stuff in Deep Space Nine yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because we don't currently have a cure for that. Right. And so they're 
coming up with a cure for this disease in the episode. So it just stuck out to me. But the other thing that I really liked about this episode was the intersection of this disease with the environment where they got it. Mm -hmm. They got these people got it from eating plants native to a planet called Erna, whose atmosphere had thinned over time, which opened its local plants and plant and animal life up to increased levels of ultraviolet radiation. Mm, so they're getting UV radiation from the plants that they were eating. Yeah, so they like that caused a mutation in the proteins of the plants. The, the prions. That, did yeah, that. which they then consumed, which and I, so I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because they're not really sure where Mad Cow comes from. They just know that when there's an outbreak, it's bad. Mm -hmm. So, and it's really hard to test this kind of like really infectious disease or really widespread disease, I guess, because, and it, it's really devastating too, since they don't know how it's passed around. Uh, you have to, if one of your cows turns up with it, like you might have to kill all your cows just mm -hmm. to prevent it from spreading kind of thing. It's yeah. pretty, pretty gnarly, pretty devastating, pretty devastating, but also you don't want an animal or, you know, any kind of organism to suffer from no. the prion thing because their brain isn't working right. And that yeah. can, that could be painful. That could be really debilitating. So, um, there's definitely a good reason for. Bashir getting very interested in these prion diseases that are really difficult to pinpoint and difficult to cure, mm -hmm. right? I don't think there's a cure for mad cow. Currently, no. So no, there's not. So just just interesting. It's interesting what we don't know and what we. It's interesting what we don't know about. Uh, neurological diseases particularly yeah it's kind of the um a developing field mm -hmm. and it's always i remember when i was like early on in college mm -hmm. and somebody in class asked the question and the answer was like if if i could answer that it would like i'd be famous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like my first butt up with like oh there are things that adults don't know <laughs> there are things that yeah, professional scientists don't yeah, know. Like, and so this is one of those. This is one of those things. It's kind of a new frontier of medicine at the moment, and hopefully, it's some, like, yeah, unsolved hopefully, frontier anyway. Unsolved, yeah, an unsolved frontier, and hopefully soon we'll be able to look back and go, oh, those idiots didn't even know how it worked. <laughs> Not idiots, but just oh, if only they had looked there sooner. Right. Yes. Growth mindset, my love. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that about wraps it up for our first episode of season mm -hmm. two. There are so many more diseases in Star Trek, but like we thought we'd just cover some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Or the ones with interesting real world um, examples. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll try and get more into other things uh, later in the season, I think, mm -hmm. because we we found a lot of examples, a lot of interesting things to think about. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to all of the Trek that's coming. Oh my gosh, yeah. We are in the the second golden age of Trek. The the platinum age of Trek. Platinum age of Trek. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're ready to wade through the new seasons of all of the new Trek and uh hopefully give us some fresh and interesting physiological perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. And especially if you're using Apple, please rate us five stars and leave us a review so other people can find us. If you didn't like it, 
maybe listen again just to make sure. Or maybe you have a prion disease and there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just not to your taste. That happens sometimes. I guess. Yeah. Well, if you made it to season two, I don't know. I mean, if you made it to the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at Spinal Frontier Pod and on Twitter at Spinal Frontier. Maybe we'll actually, you know, check those again. <laughs> uh, we're always looking forward to your comments and questions. Please leave them for us. All right. Okay, honey. You can press play. <laughs>